If you'd like to spend some time with real people with a real heart for God, we welcome you to visit us at Harvest Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Our Sunday morning services are held at 1030, and our Family Night Fellowship takes place on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Come experience God's awesome, life-changing power as we worship in His presence, fellowship with one another, commit to discipleship, and share God's love through evangelism. For more information or directions, visit HarvestNova.com. That's HarvestNova.com. I want to share with you from Matthew chapter 11, beginning with verse 28. I was seeking God about what to share this week prior to our special services next week, and I'm looking forward to those services. Uh, And uh, I know God wants to do something special. And I felt to share uh, from this familiar passage this morning in uh, Matthew chapter 11. The Lord is speaking, and He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. The title of my message today is Finding Rest. Finding Rest. There was a Petco delivery truck driver making his rounds, delivering pets. And at every stoplight, he'd stop, get out of the truck, take a two-by-four and start banging on the side of the truck. He'd go to the next stop, he'd do the same thing, get out, grab the two-by-four, bang on the side of the truck. Finally, at one light, the guy behind him had been following him, uh, following him a while and observing this, and he was curious And so he came up to the guy and he said, how come every time you stop, you take a two-by-four and bang the side of your truck? The delivery driver said, buddy, I've got two tons of canaries in this truck. It's a one-ton truck, so I have to keep half of them in the air all the time. (laughs) Some of you will get that a little later. (laughs) See, some of you are like that truck driver. You're on overload. You're battling at everything because you got stuff in the air all the time. You're on overload. Today we're going to look at the subject, as I said, of finding rest. In these few short verses, Jesus summarizes the secret of stress management here in Matthew 11. You know, stress management is a multi-billion dollar industry. But... I'm going to impart all that to you via Jesus absolutely free this morning. How's that for a deal? Jesus gives the answer. Three things to do. If you and I do these things, our stress level will go down, our satisfaction level will go up, and we won't be on overload anymore. This could actually be, I believe, not trying to overstate it, but this can actually be a turning point. For many of us, if we take the Lord's words to heart today. How many know when we take the Lord's words to heart, it always makes a difference? Our problem is sometimes we hear a sermon or read uh, something and uh, then we we go out and put it on the shelf and say, oh, it was a good time in church today, but what did it do for me? Well, my, my prayer is that this will do something for you today, not because of me, but because of what the Lord has to say. 
So I want to answer the question for the next few minutes. What do we need to do, according to Jesus, to lower our stress level and find the spiritual rest we need? What do we need to do to lower our stress level and find the spiritual rest we need? You ready? You with me? All right. Here's the first thing we need to do. Look to Christ and find soul rest. Look to Christ and find soul rest. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. So the first point is to turn to Jesus, look to Christ. In the Bible, people came to Jesus for many different reasons. Some came for forgiveness. Some came for answers. Some came for healing. Some came for salvation. Some came for eternal life. But Jesus says, you can come to me for rest. Release from stress, release from overload. He says, are you weary? Are you burdened down? Are you on overload? Come to me. Now he says, I will give you rest for your souls. Rest for your soul. This is greater than physical rest. I believe our problem today isn't so much that we need physical rest, but we need soul rest. How many know there's a difference? You can, you can sleep for 24 hours and still not be at rest in your soul. You're overloaded in your emotions. You're overloaded in your mind is with anxiety and worry. You need release from tension. You need release from stress and guilt and fear and bitterness and anxiety. This is soul rest. Let me ask this morning, to whom or to what do you naturally turn when you are exhausted and depleted and need soul rest? You may be a Christian, but I wonder, uh, as Christians, if our first choice is Jesus. When we're exhausted, we may turn on the TV. We may turn to a drink or a pill or some other form of escape. But none of these things, hear me this morning, none of these things can give you soul rest. Only Jesus can do that. In Isaiah 40, 29, it says, He, meaning God, gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. It's not just talking about strength that we have deep down inside of us. I, I, I love those, those counselors and those gurus who say, it, the answer is all inside of you. What a bunch of baloney. The answer's not inside of you. Anytime you hear that, you just turn away. The answer's in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And the word of God says to wait on the Lord to receive that. You see, the antidote for stress management, or for, for, for an overloaded soul, soul, is not time management. It's not a program for stress reduction. It's not a philosophy. It's not a pill. It's a person. Jesus doesn't say, come to church. Now, I think you should come to church. But Jesus doesn't say come to church for, for, for rest for your soul. He doesn't say come to a small group. He doesn't even say come to the Bible. He says come to me. Come to me. When you really need deep down soul rest, Jesus is the place to look. And this is the exact opposite of what our world teaches they, they, they teach when you're empty inside, you got to do more. 
If I could just do more, if I could just have more, if I just didn't have these bills to pay, can I tell you something? You could have 10 times the amount of income you have now that still wouldn't provide you with soul rest. Proof of that are, is the rich man who came to Jesus and didn't like the answer he got and went away disturbed because he didn't have that rest that only Jesus gives. It's not a matter of what you do, it's a matter of who you look to. At the end of every Billy Graham crusade, they sang that great hymn, Just as I am, just as I am, I come. And that's how we come to Jesus, just, how, just as we are. Stressed, overloaded, weak, feeling unable to cope. That's just how we need to come to him. Because he says when we look to him, we find rest for our souls. How do we do that? How do I turn to Jesus? How do I look to Jesus for soul rest? Well, find a secluded place. I love what one pastor said. Find a secluded place where you're all by yourself so you won't be tempted to role play before God. We play roles, don't we? I mean, we play roles in church, right? And we can, we can seem oh, like we have it oh so together on Sunday morning, can't we? And the truth can be a far cry from that. And so what do we do? We play the role. When we're alone with God, there's no role playing. Because God knows who we are and he knows how we are, doesn't he? From the inside out. So get alone with him and, and, and shift the focus from yourself to him. Say, Lord, I know you're the answer. I want more of you, Jesus. Lord, I, I want everything you have for me. Lord, I want to find rest for my soul in you. Why don't we do that? Why don't we come to him more? Well, I think there are two reasons. Number one, uh, often we think we can handle it on our own. Don't we? And that can be a source of pride, can't can it? I can handle it. I got it. No problem. When the reality is probably problem. <laughs> we think we can handle it on our own. We're so self-sufficient. Secondly, we forget what God is really like. We forget that he's a loving father, that he cares for us, that, that no issue is too large or too small, no burden that we bear, no worry, no concern, no feeling, no emotion, no difficulty is uh, out of the realm of his concern for you and me. Do we, do we understand that? We might understand that intellectually. Do we get that into our spirit? He cares about you. That's why Peter said... Uh, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. Church, he really, really does. What you're feeling right now, your exhaustion, your overload, your anxiety, your tension, your, your feeling of inadequacy and insecurity, he cares about all of that and so much more. And so we need to look to Jesus. Look to him. I, we used to sing a chorus, I want more of you. I want more of you. Fill me with your living water till I overflow. Lord, I want more of you. Church, uh, it, it, the, the formula hasn't changed in 2,000 years. When we're overloaded, when we're stressed, when we don't have that rest in our souls, we need more of Jesus. And you say, Pastor Tim, I, I'm not sure exactly what that looks like. That's okay. Just get alone with him and say, Jesus, I want more of you. 
I want more of your spirit. I want more of your heart. I want more of your touch. I want more of your presence. I just want you. I just want you. And he will wrap you in his arms. And you will begin to... And if, if you practice that, if, if you make that a habit, day in and day out, looking to Jesus to find soul rest. You feel anxious, you, you have a, a, a difficulty, you have something you don't know what to do, you don't know how to handle. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you desperately right now. Lord, come and flood my being with the, the rest, the peace that only comes from you, and he will do it. Look to Jesus. Instead of your other answers, look to Jesus and find soul rest. What's the second thing he tells us to do? It's this, link with Christ and give up control. Look to, look to Christ to find soul rest. Link with Christ and give up control. Jesus said, come to me if you're tired and weary and I'll give you rest. Then he says, take my yoke upon you. The reason he says that is because we get tired and we feel like, you ever feel like everything depends on me? I have to perform, I have to come through, I, I have to get it, if it's going to get done, I have to do it. Boy, that's a, that's a heavy burden to carry. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. And the greater our need to control things, the more our lives will be prone to overload and stress. Now, you may say, take my yoke upon you. That sounds like taking an additional load. Pastor, I can't take anymore. Jesus is saying, take a, a, a yoke, take something uh, upon me. Uh, uh, I, I can't do it. Well, we need to understand what a yoke is. Most of us, did, how, many, how many here grew up on a farm? One, okay. You know what a yoke is. Two, most of us suburban city folk don't know what a yoke is. A yoke is a wooden beam that attaches to two farm animals to lighten the load so they can work together as a team. It's not a harness. Um, the purpose is to make it easier for each animal. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Uh, there, there are two uh, principles symbolized by the yoke. First of all, yoke is a symbol of partnership. When we take Jesus' yoke, when we are yoked to him or linked to him, he is helping to bear our load. His yoke is not a burden. His yoke is a symbol of his partnership with us. He says, I will help you. He says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Why is that? Because he is sharing the load. Psalm 55, 22 says, pile your troubles on God's shoulders. He'll carry your load and he'll help you out. I submit to you this morning that uh, usually when we're stressed out and we're on overload, it's because at that time, at that moment, we're not linked to Christ. We're not yoked to him. Pastor Tim, are you saying I'm not a Christian? No, I didn't say that. But we're not, we're not living uh, in the state of being yoked or linked to him. Because when we do that, he shares the burden. Sometimes we want to get that yoke off. Because the second uh, thing symbolized by a yoke is control. Okay, here's where we, uh, Pastor Tim, here's where you're, you're starting to meddle with me now. You're starting to get into my stuff. I alluded to this before during worship. 
The yoke was also a symbol of control. The farmers used the yoke to guide and direct and control the farm animals. When animals are yoked together, they are controlled by the master. You see, when I am yoked with Christ, when I am linked with Christ, I move in direction with him. I, I, don't, I don't go in my own direction. I don't make my own agenda. I don't follow my own program, my own plan. I uh, am linked with him, and therefore I'm following his plan for my life. See the difference? So it, it's a sign of partnership, but it's also a sign of control. And for many of us, boy, that's, that's a sticking point, isn't it? We just have to be in control. And, and I submit to you, those of you who are here, those of you watching online, if, if, if those of us who feel compelled to be in control all the time, if we could release control to him. It, it may take some, some doing. It may take some effort. It may take some reminding. It may take some, some slips and falls. But if we can, can consciously and actively and intentionally say, Lord, I cede control of my life to you, not just in theory, not just, yeah, I became a Christian, so God's in control. You know, in a general sense, we like to generalize, don't we? To get off the hook. But in a practical sense, in a realistic sense, in a daily, in a moment-by-moment moment sense, Lord, I give you control. And a situation arises, and we want to seize the... Lord, I give you control. Because I'm yoked to you. I'm linked to you. We need direction in life, but more than that, we need a pace setter. And Jesus sets the pace in our life. Galatians 5.25 says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. You know one thing I find in the Bible, when I look in the Bible, Jesus was never, ever in a hurry. You can't, I, 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 I challenge you to find me one place where it says Jesus ran. It's not there. Matter of fact, he had a friend who was sick unto death and eventually died, and Jesus took a couple of days to get there, Lazarus. Of course, he resurrected him, so, you know, it was kind of okay. But he was never in a hurry. Does that describe us? No! We're always in a hurry. Got to get this done, got to get to the next thing, got to move, got to do this. And what happens? We, we unyoke ourselves, we unlink ourselves, because we're moving ahead of God. Did you know that you can move ahead of God? Pastor Tim, I didn't know I had that awesome power. Well, it's nothing to brag about. <laughs> but it's, so, it's what we do, isn't it? We get ahead of God. God might drop a germ of something in our hearts, and so we, what do we do? We work out a whole five-year plan. And God didn't give us the five. Now, I'm not against five-year plans if they're, if they're spirit-directed. But God didn't give us the five-year plan. He just gave us the, the, the idea. He hasn't given us the timetable yet. But we'll just run with it. We get ahead of God. Why? That's unyoking. That's unlinking with him. He needs to set the pace in our lives. This is so awesome. I came across this. The Japanese version of Psalm 23. Translate into English, of course, because my Japanese isn't good. Um, Psalm 23. That was a joke. Psalm 23, the Japanese version. The Lord is my pace setter. I shall not rush. He makes me stop and rest for quiet intervals. He provides me with images of stillness which restore my serenity. He leads me in the way of efficiency through calmness of mind and his guidance is peace. Even though I have a great many things to accomplish this day, I will not fret for his presence is here. His timeless 
uh, all importance will keep me in balance. He prepares a refreshment and renewal in the presence of my activity by anointing my mind with his oil of tranquility. My cup of joyous energy overflows. Surely harmony and effectiveness shall be the fruit of my hours, for I shall walk in the pace of my Lord forever. Wow. He's a pace setter when we're linked to him. You know, we're always going to be yoked to something in life. Remember that song by Bob Dylan years ago? You got to serve somebody. You got to serve somebody. You got to be linked with somebody or something. You got to be yoked to someone or something. Why not be yoked to him? Why not be linked with him and give up control? We know Jesus was a carpenter. There's a legend that carpenters didn't build houses, they built farm implements. So Jesus probably made a lot of yokes in his day. There's also a legend that over his carpentry shop was a sign that said, our yokes fit best. <laughs> the legend, we don't know if that was the case. But, but the carpenters would look, they would measure the animal and they would make yokes that fit perfectly. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. His yoke for me not, might not fit you. His yoke for you. His yoke for you might not fit me. But his yoke for each of us is tailor-made. That's why it's easy. It's light. It fits. Because he knows us. The Bible says he knows our frame. He knows who we are. He knows everything about us. He's familiar with every microcell of our body. So his yoke fits. But the yoke to him, to link to him, we have to give up control. My, my daughter, Lauren, she was just here last week, of course, with my grandson. I probably mentioned that a few thousand times. Uh, she, she's a licensed professional counselor. She works for a counseling center out in uh, the Chicago area. And uh, occasionally, the different counselors in the practice will write a, a, a blog uh, for the practice. And she wrote a recent blog talking about uh, her son, my grandson. He's, he just turned five months old, and so she started to feed him uh, baby food you know, in addition to his bottles. And he loves that little, he doesn't have full control of his hands, but he can grab that little plastic spoon and shove it in his mouth and get the food all over his face. And feeding him becomes, and it's very, very cute, of course, but uh, feeding him becomes a, a long exercise. And sometimes, and Lauren wrote in the blog, she said, sometimes I just want to say to him, of course he doesn't understand, I just want to say to him, let me do it, <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, while that's cute for babies, uh, sometimes that's a picture of us. We want to grab the spoon, so to speak. And what do we do? We make a huge mess. And sometimes we, we need to hear the voice of God saying, let me do it. Let me do it. Be linked to me. Give up control. What an exchange. We give up control, but yes, but we give up our burdens, our stresses, our anxiety, our tension. Our feeling of, I have to be the one to do it. We give that all up and we take his yoke, which is easy. His burden is light. It fits. It's appropriate. This morning, we need to link with him and be willing to give up control. That's a, that's a big stress reducer. What's the third thing? It's this. He said, we, we need to learn from Christ and follow his example. Learn from Christ and follow his example. This is the third key to stress management. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest. 
for your souls. Jesus is the model. Jesus is the example. He says, learn from me. We can learn so much from just, just tracing the life of Jesus, can't we? we? We give lip service to being like Jesus, don't we? Don't we? How would our lives change if we were more, more, a lot more like Jesus? Uh, he says, learn from me. Learn from Christ and follow his example. You know, learning is a process. We know that, don't we? Learning doesn't happen instantly. It takes time. And, uh, you know, we develop habits. We develop, uh, you know, habits that are stressors and bring anxiety and tension into our life. We have to unlearn those and learn his ways and follow his model, follow his example. He said, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. Now, why would he say that? I'm going to tell you why. Because the two greatest causes of overload, I want you to catch this, the two greatest causes of overload in your life are aggression and arrogance. Aggression and arrogance. What's aggression? I referenced it before. We get in a hurry. I have to have it now, even if I can't afford it, so we overextend. We buy things we can't afford, and we hustle to pay for them. We don't want to wait. We don't want to pause. I have to make this happen. This needs to happen in my life. I need to make it happen. And so we're aggressive, and we push things, and we manipulate, and we arrange things to get our, our way. And that causes stress in our lives, because sometimes we're overly aggressive. And we're also stressed out because of arrogance, because of our ego. I, I, as I mentioned before, we say, I can handle it. I, I'm in control. I can take care of it. And Jesus said, learn from me because I'm gentle, not aggressive. And I'm humble, not arrogant. Boy, arrogance causes a lot of problems in life, doesn't it? Jesus wasn't arrogant. He was, he was forceful when he needed to be right? He was straightforward. He, he could be on the blunt side when he was talking uh, to the religious leaders about their hypocrisy, but he was humble. He came as a humble servant. I'm gentle and I'm humble. What does that mean? He was totally dependent on God. We read in the scriptures of him getting away to pray. Say, now, now Jesus was God. Jesus was God in the flesh. He was the God-man. He had a divine nature. He took on a human nature. So he was the, we say he was the God-man. He was God in the flesh. But what did he do? He spent time alone away with his father. He was dependent on God. He was gentle. He was humble. What does that mean? Jesus said in, in one place, he said, I only do what the Father tells me to do. I only say what the Father tells me to say. I wonder how many of us can say that. <laughs> I know I can't. I only do what the Lord tells me to do. I only say what the Lord tells me to say. If I, if I, if I declared that, I'd be, you know, ignoring my foot and mouth disease. You know? I won't ask for a show of hands how many have been uh, subject of foot and mouth disease, but it's probably a lot of us. But Jesus said, I'm totally submitted to the Father. And, and, and the Lord's directing me. Do you realize how much that would lower the stress level in our lives if we just became more like Jesus? If we became less aggressive, less arrogant, 
became more gentle, more humble. Because that's what it's all about. Listen, the, gl the glory and the praise of, of men that we sometimes seek to acquire for ourselves, it's so hollow. It's so hollow. Jesus himself, they, the, the crowds praised him on Palm Sunday, and a few days later they said, crucify him. The same people who sing your praises and, and, and tell how great you are, the next day they'll just as soon possibly cut you down to shreds. How many know what I'm talking about? That's real world, isn't it? Praise of men is meaningless. We need to be gentle and humble like Jesus. Since the Lord's directing our steps... Why try to understand everything that happens? You know, we, we have to understand. Some things we'll never understand. But he will get us where we need to go. In conclusion this morning, soon uh, it will be the time of year when we'll start to get a lot of invitations. Wedding invitations, right? Wedding season's almost upon us. Graduation invitations, dinner invitations. But the greatest invitation you and I can ever receive is this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am humble and gentle in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Where else are you going to get an invitation like that? Some of you right now are possibly at the breaking point. You're on overload. If that's the case this morning, I want to reiterate, first of all, you need to look to Jesus to find soul rest. Look to Him. Not all those other things. They might, they might, they might bring you a temporary distraction at best. Right? But soul rest comes when we look to Jesus. Look to Christ for soul, find, to find soul rest. Link with Christ and give up control. Link with Christ. We need to do a little self-examination and see where we tend to always want to have control. When we're yoked to Him, when we're linked with Him, we give up control. We let Him set the pace. And thirdly, learn from Christ and follow His example, His gentleness and His humility. And if you have to say that a thousand times a day to remember it, then do that. Look to Christ, link with Christ, and learn from Christ. And you will find rest for your soul.